0: everybody this is Adkins
1: and this is Adam
0: and we're welcoming you to another episode of Kaio Cinema wherein we are covering all of the Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball GT Dragon Ball Super etc etc movies in chronological release order Uh, and today is one of those etc days because it's not really a movie and it's only fractionally Dragon Ball Z but we thought it would be kind of fun to cover it because Dragon Ball Z is literally in the title uh, and it exposes us to an anime that he and I, Adam and I had never heard of before we curated our list of things to watch and review.
1: Yeah, and it's not too outside of our wheelhouse. We've covered other specials that weren't really movies, like TV specials. It's like the Bardock stuff. I wouldn't consider that a movie. It's a special, so I think it fits right in. I'm totally
0: all for it. Those, so the difference is those were like, here comes Adkins to freaking <laughs> argue yeah, with me over right. a really simple statement just like your doesn't son. matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the difference is those two, th- the, you know, the, th- the ones that you're talking about are exclusively Dragon Ball. This is like Dragon Ball Z tacked onto others. To other
1: animes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's weird because this, uh, Toriko is the anime that we're unfamiliar with. And, uh, is it
1: called Toriko? Is it dream nine? Tirico?
0: Uh, I think it's just called Toriko. Okay. Um, but it is the anime that we're unfamiliar with, and uh, it has crossed over previously once for sure, maybe twice, I might be misremembering how many times, I think it's twice, with One Piece. So those two anime uh, casts have gotten together for crossover episodes in the past. And then along comes strolling in Dragon Ball Z for this one. Uh, and there's
1: no introduction. There's no like, hey, oh, no.
0: here's these characters, great to meet you, like
1: the setup is just there's this tournament and people are showing up to it and lo and behold Goku's there but there is kind of a nice moment where I think the main character of Toriko is I think his name's
0: just Tariko. yeah it is
1: Toriko he's like oh hey Luffy like recognizing that hey we've met before whereas right. with Goku he's just this new guy so
0: yeah in Goku's entrance we're getting slightly ahead of ourselves but go as we so like yeah we always do <laughs> uh at the beginning of this uh the the series of episodes. It's it's uh an episode of Tariko, episode ninety nine of Tariko, and then like episode five hundred and ninety of One Piece. Good luck by the way, um trying to find episode ninety nine of Tariko. You can go to Hulu and watch an episode 99, but it is not this episode 99. There's got to be some sort of weird licensing issue with it. I'm sure it cannot be watched on Hulu or Crunchyroll, which is where the two places that you can currently watch Toriko. The One Piece episode is fine. Like it's in it's it's in all the places that you can legally stream One Piece. Um, anyway, uh. When they're introducing the characters, they are familiar, of course, with the Toriko characters. Um, as Adam said right before we recorded, it seems to take place mostly in their quote-unquote world. Um, and then the One Piece and Dragon Ball characters are kind of uh, kind of visiting. And then uh, the One Piece characters are recognized. And then later on, they're like, oh, who is this? Like, as if Dragon Ball Z wasn't in the title of the show. It's called Dream Nine Toriko and One Piece and Dragon Ball Z Super Collaboration Special with two exclamation points. So it's almost like it's like oh who's this mysterious character? It's almost like a who's that Pokemon silhouette thing at first when he <laughs> when Goku shows up. But yeah, yeah, it's it's different. Um, it feels like Dragon Ball Z is the the tacked on the most tacked on element because of previously existing collabs or crossovers between Tariko and One Piece. But uh, before we get into actual coverage of this episode, Adam, I wanted to give our listeners some My Hero Academia content. No news um, has come out that I'm aware of outside of, like, you know, if you're on the Twitter, I'll retweet if, like, new merch is available, new statues and, you know, uh, acrylic figures, yada, yada. Uh, but Socks? Socks? So I haven't retweeted any socks. I haven't seen ah, any socks.
1: Dang. Well, let me know when your Twitter feed gets good.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I need to start following Hot Topic, and it'll take care of itself, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, So we haven't done anything My Hero in a while um but a convers conversations are constantly taking place in our discord uh and they're always very interesting but the one this morning i thought that you would get a a a kick out of um you're you're usually aware of the discord but not really active in it um True. at least not in ways that we see like i'm sure you're reading it um aren't aren't you don't I do, just yeah, yeah just tell. i mean
1: i i read and i chuckle occasionally yeah. <laughs> occasionally i'll respond um uh, but yeah a lot of the times it's my escape like let me go in here and see what people are up to and i'm a bit more of a lurker uh, and that's to be fair, kind of like in general with all social medias, you you won't really see me be super active anywhere like that.
0: Yeah. Well, this we've had um a several new folks drop into the Discord, one of who's, uh one of them was Swolo, S W O L O exclamation point. Uh, and this person asked this morning a series of interesting questions that had us talking back and forth for about 15-20 minutes, uh, talking about crossovers. This is a my hero academia in Pokemon crossover conversation
1: oh cool okay I'm, I'm for it i like where this is headed
0: yeah you're much bigger into the pokemon scene i think than i am um, i wouldn't
1: say much bigger but uh <laughs> you know i'm an original 151 kind of guy like I, I i played up through silver and gold um and i've played some of the more recent stuff i guess but everything in between that is a
0: bit of a miss for me okay well Maybe I misspoke. I I thought that you were one of the, like, play-by-post Pokemon players on the back patio at some point or something. I
1: mean, yeah, when we first started. The fact that that thing is still actively going blows my mind. In fact, (laughs) we have one user that doesn't participate at all in the Discord, except for catching Pokemon. It's incredible. He's still, like, one of our number one Discord users, as far as, like, actual messaging goes, because all he does is just put stuff in the channel to catch Pokemon. It's great.
0: Well, now you got me curious about where... He ranks versus me because I'm constantly in a competition with Ness about his rank. What's this person's name? Just shoot it to me in a DM. <laughs> I okay, don't want to see it. Actually,
1: yeah. he, he has a specific title in our Discord because we oh, had really? a uh, tournament at one point in time uh, using that like weird Pokemon bot thing. I say weird. I don't mean that offensively. Just, you know, it's, it's unique. Yeah. Um, and uh, we held the tournament, and he won, so we gave him, like, a gold member status, and oh, we never awesome. had another tournament, so <laughs> no one's ever been able to debunk him.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I'll have to look into this person's rank. Um, anyway, the question that Swallow asked in the uh, My Hero, or the Almighty channel, was this. Aizawa likes cats, which is a, a, just a canonical statement. Sure. Will he like an Eevee? And then he, they backed this up with, do, do they count as cats? So let's, let's, start, let's start with the nitty-gritty. Do you think Eevee counts as a cat? Yes or no?
1: Or we, If we're talking base Eevee, um, I would probably go no base eevee to me is more fox-like like Like, maybe there's some cat elements there but i don't know i think of base eevee as being more fox-ish especially since there are other pokemon that are actually actually cats yeah yeah especially like in the 150 at least you know obviously later on things get a little bit more um separated but but like even if we're talking it's evolutions because eevee has more evolutions than a lot of other pokemon I could see, like, Umbreon and Espeon, I think, are their names uh, that are kind of like the Dark and the uh, Fairy, if I remember correctly. Um, I could see them being considered cats.
0: Yeah, so I said the same thing initially. I said I think they're more of a fox than a cat, but if you Google, like, list of cat Pokemon... Eevees do show up on it, even the base one. Oh,
1: I'm sure, um, yeah. Yeah, so the,
0: the internet seems to think that it's like a mix between a fox, a cat, and some people even suggest Rabbids. that it's got some rabbit in it, but I think I that's that. just to, like, I think that's mostly to do with the ears right? Ears of Umbreon and Espeon and some of the Eeveelutions. Yeah, yeah. So, um...
1: Like, or Jolteon, like, the original three... Well, Vaporeon doesn't really have cat-like ears, or sorry, uh, rabbit-like ears, but Flareon and Jolteon and original Eevee kind of do, for
0: yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, let's, let's grant that Eevees do count. Um, I said, if evolutions do count, I picked an evolution that I think Izawa would be most drawn to. Um, let's hear what you might think Izawa would be most drawn to if it was an evolution. Out of his Uh-oh. love of love for cats,
1: yeah, I could see Espeon or Umbreon, honestly. Like, and I could go either way with why. I guess like Umbreon, obviously being kind of that darker, moodier, broodier, you know, Aizawa. But then Espeon is also kind of more. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word I want to use. Like, I don't want to say mystical because that sounds silly. But I feel like there are some fantastical elements about Espeon that would maybe attract him. I feel like the others though would maybe be a little too i'll say ostentatious like i can't see him pairing up with like a Flareon. on that doesn't seem his personality style you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah or it's like a sylveon or something like that yeah
1: yeah like sylveon would totally be uh uh miss midnight or something i could see her wanting like a really flashy pink and pretty you know yeah uh, cutesy pokemon but i feel like if aizawa was going to take an evolution, he would definitely go for one of the more darker kind of uh uh, recluse—is that the word I want to use? Not really. I'm trying to. There's a word I'm looking for. You know me. I'd make it up. If I could
0: think of <laughs> yeah. It. <laughs> I I also chose Umbreon, um, yeah. for basically the same reason that that you suggested. Um, I did say that if it had to be explicitly a more obviously cat Pokemon, I would have chosen Litton, which is from a uh a generation that you're less familiar with, I guess. Um, Litton is the first of its evolutionary line. And it's the only one in its line that I think fits Aizaru, uh really well. So if you look up Lytton, yeah. it's kind of got these almost tired-looking eyes. Uh, and uh, I watched some clips from the anime, and it's just it just seems kind of over everything.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so I feel like that uh, would appeal to Aizawa. Although I would say, again, that I, I would think that he would be the type that kept it a Litten um, wouldn't wouldn't let it evolve if he could. Um, because I think he definitely doesn't want an Incineroar like Incineroar no. goes <laughs> way too hard for Aizawa.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's more of like, um, um, man, we've not watched a show in a year. What's his name? Todoroki's dad
0: oh endeavor yeah endeavor thank you it's even typed right yeah yeah (laughs) um i also thought if we weren't going for cat pokemon i think that there could be a certain draw of aizawa to something like a slacking somebody that just wants to like lie down and sleep
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like that yeah i could see that for sure uh well since you're hitting me with this like no prep let me pull up my pokemon that i'm familiar with okay
0: while you're doing that i will uh i'll share a little bit more of this conversation because it was it got kind of fun so uh later on swallow asked if uh Aizawa would have been big fans of the wild wild pussy cats and i said i'd wager he's a bigger fan of sansa uh who was the cat cop which i which <laughs> i thought was great i don't i can't remember if the two have they, ever met
1: they'd have to be aware of each other i mean sansa i feel like spent a lot of time with uh, sukoichi and so aizawa would have to have met sansa at some point Bob.
0: i don't remember the two of them meeting i need to i need to do some research and see if they ever have because it would be uh it would be hilarious if if yeah there, there's a lot of possibility there i think yeah uh and then i further suggested that it would be awesome if we had found out that aizawa canonically adopted the uh cat that got uh hit with trigger and turned into a bus oh yeah that would be <laughs> flipping dope that would be If he just took (laughs) in, took in the, uh, the cat with it. Well, and it's, it works on different layers. So like, we know he is a, a big cat fan. He would be adopting this cat. That is this anomaly that actually an animal that has a quirk, which we only know of two, um, him, that cat and also, uh, Nezu. So it'd be like this super rare cat that he would have. That seems like something Aizawa could be into.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I can see that. That's funny.
0: That was that was just a fun back and forth conversation that took place uh literally this morning about uh Aizawa's love of cats. So I should have I think that bought you enough time to find your list. What are you looking at this list for?
1: I was just trying to think of who I would see him like if he could choose any of the original Pokemon that I'm more familiar with, who would he go with? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and there's a part of me that wants to say Psyduck. I mean, that feels up his alley to some extent, like, just this, like, little neurotic creature that's always stressed out (laughs) all the time about everything and has constant headaches, and he would have to be, like, kind of wrangling in. But there's also a part of me that could see him going for, like, Meowth's evolution, which I can't remember its name. I think it's Persian. Yeah. um, Which is just literally a cat, right? But I could see that. Honestly, though, what you called out is probably the best. Like, Slowpoke, Slowking, like, that is... Yeah, that's really good. Um Slacking is, who's, is who is who I said. Slacking. Yeah, 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 the big
0: the big gorilla that just kind of lays around. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was
1: thinking of Slowpoke uh and like his evolution line cuz he's got um uh, Slowbro, Slowbro and yeah. then there's uh Slowking I think is what it might be. Um where he's actually really intelligent. Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Like I like the idea of Pokemon My Hero mashups just in the sense of like who would each character choose as their companion. Like given they can choose pretty much any Pokemon who would fit them from a personality perspective. That's a really fun thought experiment.
0: Well, how about we kick it to the listeners then? Um, Oh yeah, that's great. We'll just say, Hey, um, I'll, I'll post it in the discord and uh, on the Twitter in this episode. And we'll just say, Hey, we're, we're curious if, uh, pick up my hero character and then uh, pick the Pokemon that you think they would be most drawn to and tell us why. And just for just for fun. And this is another creative writing exercise kind of similar to Quirkle's. So,
1: yeah, I'm curious. who Who is your Pokemon of choice, Atkins? Do you have one?
0: Mine? Like personally? Yeah. yeah. Um, No, because I'm not really big into Pokemon. I really sure. like playing Arceus because it's um it it's gameplay loop is very relaxing to me. Um, so I play it just to kind of unwind. Um, but I haven't played a Pokemon game since like leaf green. And even that, I I don't think I ever finished a Pokemon game. I think I just kind of was drawn to the novelty when I was, you know, it hit in the U S when I was that age, like, you know, junior high. And so, uh, everybody was into it. I had some cards for a little while. I do, I will say that uh, my greatest exposure to Pokemon is I do like watching some YouTubers um, do competitive play, like high level, like world championship competitive play, where they take the time to explain stuff. I I really love that. I watch a lot of that on YouTube. That's cool. But uh, just not my scene. So, um, but I mean, I mean, off the top of my head, I've always been a pretty big fan of Greninja.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: It's just, I just think that that's a really cool concept for a Pokemon. Um, but a part of that is because I've loved ninjas for my entire life. So
1: <laughs> I'm playing a game right now. You'd love called the, the messenger. It's uh it's really fun. You play as a ninja.
0: I am playing it's like
1: old school side scroller too. So
0: I'm playing through the, um, Ninja Gaiden trilogy remastered. So Ninja oh, Gaiden cool. Sigma right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot how hard that game can be. Those it games is are hard. It's yeah. The first one is it's just like... brutal
1: pop Xanax and then play I mean, yeah you gotta, you gotta that's not a game to chill out to <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah I don't play it like every single day but sometimes I'm like right I think I've got the fortitude in me to try and make <laughs> it to another uh another episode
1: man speaking of card games I know we're totally off topic at this point but uh the DBZ card game the new one comes out uh I think it actually came out last week like on the 23rd or something yeah I've been and i try trying to get my hands in town. on town me yeah. either yeah, so in fact, uh, Casey from the BPN, who I'm sure some of you guys know from uh, Rocks and Rune Lords, uh, but like him and I have both been looking around. and We can't find him anywhere around here. So
0: yeah, I may end up, I may end up doing something dumb like ordering a booster box when I get my tax return. <laughs> nice, just just for fun. I haven't opened up a pack of cards in too long for anything like a sports cards, nothing. So yeah, yeah. Anyway um 17 minutes of just total off the tracks bs later uh because we like an hour-long episode and what we have to cover is not that long yeah yeah (laughs) i told you uh, we'd end up going the full hour yeah so let's talk about uh let's talk about this crossover special i really enjoyed it um i i I was was surprised by how much i enjoyed it actually
1: yeah me too um i really i I thought it was a, a blast um a lot of fun and I had very low expectations, which maybe is why I enjoyed it so much. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, as we said before, Toriko, it's the smallest of the three represented franchises um, by just pure episode and like manga chapter count. Um, I would imagine, I mean, it doesn't necessarily follow that this is a case, but I would imagine that it is also the least beloved or the least popular of the three. Um, I'm, 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 I'm making assumptions there. I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know there was such a thing named Tariko until we added this to the list of things years ago that we said that we were going to watch. Um, and because it takes place in that world and revolves more around the Tariko characters, um, I thought it might behoove us just a little bit to dip our toes into, uh, kind of like the the plot synopsis of Tariko, get a feel for what this is, because it does majorly affect the content of this crossover (laughs) yeah so Jerico, i've just got the plot on wikipedia it it only ran for 147 uh anime episodes um a couple of specials i think there might have been like one uh movie um but i don't think it was feature length anyway here's the plot and and this might help you um understand what what in the world was going on Uh, in, in what we watched so it says tariko is a gourmet hunter those two words being capitalized so it's like a title searching for the most precious foods in the world so he can create his full course meal a man with inhuman ability he utilizes his incredible strength and knowledge of the animal kingdom to capture ferocious evasive and rare beasts to further his menu he's accompanied by the weak and timid chef komatsu who, inspired by Toriko's ambition, travels with him to improve his culinary skills and to find rare ingredients. Toriko and his friends often fight against the gourmet core, who seek to take control of the world's entire food supply and are looking for the highly sought-after ingredient, and I don't know if this is supposed to be pronounced God or G-O-D, because it's all capitalized, um, which the legendary gourmet hunter Acacia used to end the war that took place 500 years before the series began. And so, uh, individuals known as gourmet hunters, they're, they have these special abilities. They're, they get hired to go and seek really rare ingredients and animals. Um, they can, this, this line blew my mind. Um, this is very curious. One can also increase their strength by implanting gourmet cells into their body. Uh, and they track down these, uh, animals these ingredients that are uh given a number between 1 and 100 that uh refers to their difficulty level in acquiring it so we do see some of those numbers uh as we make our way through this episode that'll give us kind of a an idea of how difficult they might be in the world of Tarico and we also see one that's just a bunch of question marks so um anyway yeah, that comes up as Tariqo a capture in a nutshell.
1: level, so uh- I guess the idea is like how difficult it is to hunt and capture said animal.
0: Yeah. Uh, And so like the, the conceit of this whole crossover is the, or, or at least the, the, the presented frame is there's this one animal that it's meat is so freaking good. It's called the carrot juice cattle and it's meat is amazing. And they're going to hold a race and whoever wins the race gets this giant juice cattle meal, basically. Right, Uh, And it's like a super rare, super, this is supposed to be the most delicious thing of all time.
1: Like the juiciest meat you've ever could even possibly imagine. But then on top of that, the bones of this animal are also diamond-like and appear to have some intrinsic value as well. Intrinsic, is that the right word? Either way, they're diamond-like and they are very valuable as well. So it's not just the best meal of your life, but it sounds like there's money at stake from leftovers.
0: Yeah, and so it's interesting. Now, I'm... Not super familiar with One Piece either, but uh, Tariko, it makes sense why he would be competing based on what we just read. He's a big food guy. Sure, um, yeah. Makes sense that Goku would be competing. He loves food as well.
1: Well, Luffy is kind of into unique food items. I mean, that's how he gets his powers. So I could see yeah. you know, that, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a scene later on where they all three have a moment to react to the food and the way that they do it. I think speaks to their character. So even though I'm less familiar with one piece and Toriko, I do think that the pairing them up with characters that I am familiar with from dragon ball Z, um, they tend to clump together in, uh, in like little niches is what I think. So like, yeah, yeah the main pro tags all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like, I know, I know a little bit more about the Toriko characters and the one piece characters just based on who they were rubbing shoulders with. It's like, Oh, Okay that Brooks guy is the Perf. One Piece kind of equivalent to Roshi, yeah. you know? Um,
1: Which I did not guess, like when Brooks showed up, because I've watched the first like season-ish of One Piece, so I'm familiar with like Usopp and, and some of the other, like Nami, like some of the main characters, right? And then that Brooks guy showed up, and I was like, oh man, he looks cool, I don't know anything about him. And then he's perving with Roshi, and I was like, dang, yeah. It shows the now we, yeah. <laughs> now we know, yeah. Now we know. So it,
0: it is kind of neat that the, that the show, the way that they kind of clumped characters together, um helped us to have an understanding of at least the personality. Yeah, the personalities or the flavor of the different characters. I thought that what they did with that was a pretty neat trick. If it works out the way that I think it did, I could be totally wrong. I'm making an assumption that these characters are kind of like the Dragon Ball characters that they spent the most time around. but The, the tropes that they all fit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: it was kind of neat, too, because I feel like at least for the draw for the DBZ characters, this, this race, they're calling it the Tenkaichi, I'm going to say Kukai, I think that's how you'd pronounce it, uh, which basically translates to the best under the heavens eating tournament compared to the tenkaichi budokai which would be the you know f- you know best of the heavens what is it fighting tournament mark yeah martial, martial arts, arts tournament fighting. yeah so there's already this level of like of course the dbz crew's there because they freaking love these tournaments and, and <laughs> yeah it's headed up by our announcer from dragon ball like yeah. he's been there from the get-go i think he's done all of the tenkaichi budokais and all of the tournaments we've seen like he even did the cell tournament didn't he um, yeah. So like, it was kind of neat having him there. I thought that was really, wait, funny. wait,
0: wait, did he do the cell tournament? No, 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 no. Did he not? That was, thought- um, that was a dude who had a crazy name, like Johnny firecracker or something like that. Hold on. I-, I hope I'm not wrong, but I think this is correct. Uh, cause he wasn't ringside. It was like a reporter Jimmy yeah, firecracker. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, so, uh, the original Japanese version, it's the ZTV announcer who gave a play-by-play of the Cell Games, Jimmy oh. Firecracker. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, it, all of the Budokai stuff, um, he's been the announcer for, for sure.
1: Yeah, like, even into the, I think GT has some stuff that he's in as well, and he's back from OG Dragon Ball, so it was fun yep. seeing him there. Um, but yeah, either way, so to kind of kick this off, that's where we start, is, you know, I feel like you've laid the groundwork, really, but... Well, where we start is literally like him announcing this tournament. And then there's another guy from what I believe would be the Turico world. I didn't yeah. catch his name, but he's from a company named like IGO, I think is what it is. Yes. Um, And they are the ones hosting this tournament. And uh, this guy is like totally uh, an alcoholic. He's drinking literally the entire time. And I'm pretty sure he's drunk the entire time.
0: Yeah. His name is Chief Mansum of the IGO. And I just have in my notes that he is never not drinking and has bottle caps stuck to his bald head that he seems completely oblivious to
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he fell asleep on those <laughs> um, but anyways the the base is this we get introduced to literally this huge group of people i mean there's hundreds of people outside of this kind of like three course area uh and they ring the bell and the race starts it's like a total madhouse of competitors and then literally within the first two seconds this massive pit opens up a demon centipede like creature crawls whoa, out of whoa, it
0: whoa whoa no it wasn't what i'm gonna quibble Okay, quibble, quibble. Because <laughs> if it was a centipede, I would have no chill about it.
1: I totally thought this thing was a centipede. I even put in my notes: Adkins must be freaking out.
0: No, it's an ant lion. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Do you know what those are? Like, have you seen the, the little uh, uh, inverted conical depressions in the sand around yeah. outside? Do they yeah. have those in Tennessee? That's what this is. This is an ant lion. In oh. fact, the the like English term. It had a Japanese term that I'm not even going to try to pronounce, but it's English word like in the little presentation thing that gave its capture level also which was 40 is how can't lion this be okay. um yeah so yeah definitely an ant lion which centipede. i'm grateful for because sure. i do not like centipedes
1: but it pops up out of the ground and i would assume devours most of these people they don't show them
0: getting rescued so
1: you know losses yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> three thousand
0: people or something like that of course yeah. the only people that there survive are the characters that we're going to be paying attention to from the three series but you know
1: it's like it's a high stake tournament right like if you win you get some pretty cool prizes you lose well it was worth it i hope Uh, yeah but anyway so we we immediately see that the one piece contestants have made it past along with king toriko and then out of nowhere goku shows up along with a handful of other Uh, Dragon Ball characters, Gohan, Goten, Trunks, uh, Android 18, and then Vegeta shows up later. Piccolo's also randomly there, but I don't think he's competing in this.
0: Yeah, it's weird. So some of the, there's a lot of Dragon Ball. Now, again, I only have eyes for Dragon Ball characters. I don't know enough of the kind of tangential One Piece or definitely not Toriko characters, Um, but in the crowd... That you can spot, uh, like in the uh, the arena where the race ends, you can see the Ox King, Videl, Buu, Chaozu, Tien, Dende, Popo, Bulma, Oolong, Krillin, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Dr. Brief, Puar, Yamcha, Yajirobe, Korin, Krillin, Marin, Piccolo. There's a bunch of Dragon Ball characters in there, so I'm assuming there were several characters from the other franchises in there too. I just could not tell you who they were.
1: Yeah, same here. Like, I feel like there was, later on, there was a Piccolo equivalent that seemed to show up from One Piece. Um,
0: Yeah, Robin, I
1: think, was who that was. I think that's Robin, yeah. And I'm pretty sure she was in the crowd. Uh, But I'm right there with you. I didn't recognize a lot of the other characters. So I'm sure there's plenty of cameos here that we were probably totally missing. Uh, But the next cameo that happens is one of my favorites because after we kind of see that there are other, you know, contestants that did make it past the uh, the Antlion here uh Satan actually shows up. Yeah. Like, Mr. Satan is also there and he's going to be kind of like I don't think he's even an announcer as much as he's just maybe like a co-sponsor or is just there because in this universe he's also known as the number 1. Like the whole crowd is cheering on Mr. Satan. So um,
0: Yeah, and it never gets old hearing crowds chanting the word Satan over and <laughs> over again.
1: Yeah, it's my uh private Christian school's uh worst nightmare <laughs> from when I was a child.
0: <laughs> I think he's mostly on hand as like the the like, the celebrity of the event, sure. you know. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he ends up playing a larger role later, but only incidentally and accidentally.
1: Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. So we we even uh we go into the crowd where we see Krillin who is like even just questioning like is this meat really that good is it worth it and someone from the Toriko universe I didn't catch their name but they were going Cocoa. on and on about how exquisite the meat is. Um, and this is where they're kind of giving the breakdown about how like its bones are made out of diamonds and like there's so much going on to this particular animal, I suppose, that really truly makes it a delicacy. And then we kind of zoom out and we see that there are basically three routes that the characters can take at this point. They can either climb the sheer cliff, they can go through a deep forest, or there's this desert wasteland area. And uh, the three main characters, Goku, Tariko, and Lofi, uh, all decide to take the sheer cliff. So they all just start climbing. Gohan and some of the other characters from Toriko and One Piece take the forest where they end up encountering this really large baboon that's named like the Full Stomach
0: Baboon, and Gohan is, level forty-five.
1: Yeah, Gohan's just like, don't you worry about it. I got this, guys. But then this old lady stops him and is just like, "There's no need to fight. We're well, just going to feed him." And then it'll be fine. So Shinji, I think is his name, from... Um, or maybe it's Sanji. I'm pretty sure it's Sanji. Sanji. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sanji from One Piece and another character from Toriko decide to feed him a meal, and they do. And the baboon's happy, and they just run by. And there's this moment where Gohan is like, huh, I would never have thought of that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, but it's a race. There's no way them taking the time to like whip up all this food. And it was a lot of food it was for this baboon. was like faster than points. just letting Gohan punch it. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know. Well, and that it's like... Wild. I thought it was weird, too, because she mentions this character that stopped him mentioned that this is like, I think they gave him the name Gourmand of the Forest. And they make it sound like this is a, a a very important baboon, like titled, if that makes sense. Like, it's not just any baboon. It's like, this one is is special for some reason. But my understanding of the show is that they hunt these things down and eat them. So, like, why did she care? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, if it
0: has a capture level, then presumably they capture it yeah. um, to to consume. but. Again, we we we're we're just guessing about right. everything to Rico right. in this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, and then we catch up with some of the pervs. Uh, we see that uh, Roshi and Brooks are like uh, totally passed out They're They're just unconscious. And Rin, I think is her name from Torico and Nami from One Piece are rushing up and they're trying to help them. Like, I guess their respective uh, characters. And as they are trying to help them, you know, of course, they both are like, oh, I just need a little bit of Pafu Pafu or or something. And, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're Rin and Nami both freak out. Uh, it's great. They both kind of smack them upside the heads and send them flying. So um, they, they handle that pretty early on. But then we get uh, Goten and Trunks. They fuse. They They're going to fuse up and use their combined power to get ahead. And this strikes like a little moose like character from one piece to be like, it's hey, Chopper, is that his name?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I tried to be good about figuring out who these folks are. Chopper is this reindeer that ate a fruit that lets him turn, like, kind of humanoid. So he's in, like, his reindeer form, and then when he gets excited about the fusion, he turns into the little, like, short person, weird, anthropomorphic version of himself.
1: And I wasn't sure, is he wanting to fuse with another One Piece character, or is he just, like, totally buddying up with this random character from Toriko?
0: Yeah, it's Tariko. The other character with the rainbow hair is a guy named Sonny, and Chopper just wants to fuse with him because he's the only other person he could fuse with on the scene. <laughs> so, like, this this is Sonny, Chopper, Goten, and Trunks, and now it's just Sonny, Chopper, and Gotenks. Yeah. Uh, I loved, too, in the desert scene with Roshi and uh, Brooke that uh, 18 doesn't fall for that trick at all because no. she's familiar with Roshi. Because <laughs> she's on the scene, too. Yeah. And she just keeps... She's unfazed. She's like, I ah, no, I know that perv. Yeah, yeah, it's great.
1: And really, like, 18 is there just for the diamonds, like the diamond bones. That's all she cares about. I love that that's, like, a consistent throughput for her character, like, after Cell Saga and Android Saga.
0: She just wants money. She
1: just wants money. Yeah. And she married Krillin, which, like, if anything, at least you know she loves him, because she didn't marry him for his money.
0: Yeah. I think that uh, when Piccolo and Krillin were talking about it in the crowd, and Robin and another character, I think his name was Coco, was uh explaining that uh it's it's bone it like they even feed it like precious gems so that the bones are really valuable and krillin says something like oh now i get why 18's doing this (laughs) (laughs) oh it's also important to note too that there are some rules uh in the race namely uh you can't fly which i feel like is just in there for dragon ball characters but i don't know maybe the tariko one piece people can do that too
1: well, I assume, like, Luffy may not, or Luffy, I don't know how people say his name, but I, I don't know that he can fly, but he could easily use his stretchy arms to, like, rubber band himself to the end, I would guess. That yeah, probably I, wouldn't count.
0: I would think that that should be legal. You um, think so? Him slingshotting? Yeah, It's the, it's like the difference between Superman's flight and the Hulk's ability to just, like, jump really far. Like, it's not a flight, but it kind of works similar to it. It just has a parabolic arc where Superman can fly in a straight line.
1: But in that same vein, Goku could just probably jump the whole thing.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, listen, um, it's frustrating because in this, in this special, Goku uses the instant transmission and that's not flight. And he could have just, literally instant transmission to the stadium because piccolo was sitting there krillin was sitting just, there <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah he could have well, just been like Weep, and, and there's a really the weird
1: moment i know we'll get to it here shortly where goku just nopes out for a little while in fact it's right here yeah because we catch up with with luffy turikyo and goku they're making their way up this cliff obviously goku's not having any problems with it and it's not like the other two are struggling they're just further behind than goku are and when we get up to the top they're all three standing there and goku gets summoned by king kai which Okay, so in this universe, King Kai exists. So, like, is this, you know, that's it's one of those weird moments where you're like, what universe are we in? Because it can't be Tariko's. Uh, I didn't think it was Goku's. You know what I'm saying? It's like this shared uh, universe now. But King Kai is just like, yo, hey, Universal Crisis Dog, super evil keys appeared, need your help. And Goku is talking to, you know, this uh, just person in the sky that Tariko and Luffy can't see. And they're both just like, what the hell's going on? And Goku just teleports away. And then yeah. totally catches up later. And we don't see any of that. So I don't know well, who he was going to fight.
0: I didn't. So, yeah, there was a there was a hot minute at the beginning of this where I was trying to figure out, are, do these things take place in the same world? Yeah. Um, I think that it's just a, it's one of those things where the animators and the writers were just like, bro just concede the point and move along.
1: <laughs> it's like Mortal <laughs> you know? Kombat is the way I like to think of it. This is a unique world where technically all universes exist and they're meeting in some sort of a central universe, you know?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, th- th- you had mentioned before we started recording that this appears to take place after the Boo saga. Um. So I don't know who Goku would be teleporting off to fight this particular moment. Um. I mean, if we went just by like, movie stuff that would that would have to be the ground that we would walk um and i don't i i didn't give any thought to think oh who did he pop off to i think it was just a way for for some reason that i couldn't quite sort out to remove goku from the scene for a little while
1: (laughs) yeah that's the only thing i could think of but it kind of goes back to what you're saying like if instant teleportation is not allowed which if flying isn't i don't feel like it should be he definitely uses it to catch back up to them later. So he's yeah. cheating. Goku's a dirty cheater.
0: <laughs> or they just have to nerf him significantly. Like I, f- I did feel like again, with, with very little knowledge of one piece and Tariko, Goku was dialed way the hell back yeah. uh, in, in this stuff. Like it, it's almost like they, you know, had him running this race with his hands tied to his feet. And like, like it was just, they were crippling him intentionally, because I, I guess maybe him at him unfettered wouldn't wouldn't be fair to the other f- franchises. I I have no idea.
1: Well, there's even a moment that we'll get to later where they all agree they're going to go all out because they need to. And he just goes Super Saiyan. And then eventually yeah. he goes Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> it is not in that fight. So it's like, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get it. That's your trope. But it is kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it it was hard. As a fan of Dragon Ball, it was hard to watch this and not go, even the folks writing this stuff know that Goku would solo. Yeah. You know. Everything. um, Yeah. (laughs) And so they went, they had to like go out of their way. I realize that I'm saying that completely uneducated when it comes to those other two franchises. So, but that's the the
1: beautiful thing about things like this is like, if you're a One Piece fan, you're going to fight all day long that. Any of those characters are better than DBZ characters in one way or another. And if you're a huge right. Tariko fan, if somehow you're listening to this because you found us with Tariko in the name, awesome. If you're a huge <laughs> yeah. Tariko fan, I'm sure that you're like, no way, tariko has got him beat because he can infuse cells or something like you mentioned earlier. And he's got a 10-punch Ginny thing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure. but It's just the way it works, right? But it's yeah, it yeah. Is fun uh, it's to sit back. It's the discussion that makes this stuff fun. Exactly, yeah. I just
0: yeah. had to really park that Dragon Ball sign in my brain that was like, Me man, too. they really are handicapping Goku. They could very well be doing it to the other characters, too. I just have no idea. I can only speak to what I see, which is Goku. <laughs> Goku is being severely handicapped yeah. through all this. Yeah, and
1: I almost felt like with what little bit of One Piece I've seen Luffy is, too, or Luffy is, too. I mean, it felt like... It felt like he had to be a little handicapped, maybe to for the Tariko fans. I don't know, but regardless, yeah. uh, we catch back up in the forest where we see this newscaster who is like got her sights on Zoro, uh, and he's trying to figure out where he's at. So Zoro's from One Piece. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with him. And then, like out of nowhere, this dude just appears in the sky, like just his face, and and he's kind of all like, "Oh, I figured you might be snooping around." And this guy's name is Zebra. Yeah, uh, And so he shows up to start, I guess, fighting Zoro, and then out of nowhere, Vegeta shows up and is just like, where's Kakarot? And and then yeah. all three of these characters start powering up and fighting, and the broadcast goes blank, and we transition over to Satan, who is just like, oh, it's all a trick! But the f- great part to me here is just thinking, like, I don't know anything about Tariko, right? I want Zebra to be voiced by Chris Sabat, just because at this point, all three of his characters are yeah. fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's funny. I don't, um, I don't know if he does or doesn't, to be honest. We can quickly Google search that.
1: I'm sure he Oops. doesn't. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, what's
0: this? Zebra voice actor, Tariko? Let's see. It would be hilarious if it was Christopher Sabat. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have to find, like, the English voice actor. That would be helpful. Uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, it's funny because, it, again, they clump these characters together. It's. It seems pretty clear that they are very similar to one another. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like the the edgy, like deutera- deuteragonists, is that the Almost anti Antihero so, maybe? Yeah, where like they um you know they, they were the, the angry guys that maybe became good at some point. Yeah. It doesn't look like Christopher Sabat voices him. Um looks like a guy named Alejandro Saab does. Um or at least he does in this, uh in specifically in this special. Um, the rest of it, he may not have been so I, I saw, too, that not many of the Tariko episodes have an English dub um, because they only dubbed like the first so many. And then, I don't know, licensing fell through or whatever. So maybe he's not in the first handful of apps or something. Sure, sure. But yeah, I do agree. It would be hilarious if Christopher Sabat was all three of these voices. That would be hilarious. That would be
1: great. I'd just love to hear him voicing off. With himself, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we catch back up to the main two at this point, because again, Goku is off-world fighting an evil crisis. Um, and so we were following Toriko and Luffy, who have arrived at the stadium, and they're like both running towards the finish line. And then out of nowhere, Goku is right behind them, and they're all three tied. And they all grab the winning flag, like this winning poll at the same time. Um, the IGO announcer is basically admitting, like, hey, look, they're all three are here, all three have won. Why don't we just go ahead and settle it right here? This just have a massive battle. And then this huge stage like starts to appear. Uh, and when this is happening, it's like coordinating off certain sections of like the audience. And Satan gets, like, knocked over out of his chair and falls into the ring and then just becomes part of the fight. And the crowd is just eating this up. They all, I'm sure, think it's part of the fight itself, you know. Um, and the announcer's just like, all right, begin. And all three of them start to, like, not power up, but get in their, their fighting stances. And Satan is just like, oh, God, what am I going to do? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and all the rest of the competitors um, have a- apparently also arrived at the stadium and just taken a spot in the crowd. <laughs> yeah,
1: they just gave up. They're like, ah, damn. Yeah, <laughs> they just all showed up. Except um, for all the folks that got eaten at the beginning. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Goku punches Luffy's head backwards, which slings back um, for a wicked headbutt, but mostly gets blocked. Um, Tariko punches Goku, who blocks the initial punch, but not the other announced nine of the ten blows. Goku gets his battle on uh, and is just, just like, all right, let's do this thing. We're, we're going to all go all out. Like you said, so Tariko's right arm and only his right arm gets humongous. And he's flanked by this giant red demon looking thing. Um, Yeah. I have in my notes that
1: he powers up with demon powers because I have no idea what's happening there.
0: Me neither. Um, Luffy inflates his right hand, which turns black. And I think this is his third gear is what they call it. I'm
1: pretty sure they call it third gear.
0: And then Goku goes super Saiyan. uh, And then they, like, they each do a, a, one of their signature moves, so Tariko does this 18-punch thing, and Luffy does the gum-gum elephant gatling, and of course Goku does the kamehameha. There's this massive explosion. Also, it kind of looked like Tariko and Luffy were both going at Goku. Agreed. And yeah, so It's like a 2v1.
1: Yeah, well, and that's what I, I have caught on my notes. It's their signature moves like they kind of aren't they just don't make a lot of sense from the perspective of like both Toriko and Luffy seem to be doing physical up close even if Luffy's able to do it from far away you're punching somebody right like you have to make physical contact Goku could be a mile away and hit them with a, a ki blast like <laughs> right. it, so the explosion that comes from this i was like what is happening is it just are they giving off power that explodes um you know this, not a a complaint i was just like i don't understand what happened here because we just see them all start their signature moves and then it backs out and we just see the stage basically explode and the ring is destroyed.
0: Yeah, and uh, all three of them have been ringed out because it was following uh, Tenkaichi rules, so uh, ring out or knock out. Goku looks the most upset about it, uh, but Satan is still clinging to this like one piece of existing ring in the middle of everything. And so <laughs> he's left in and it continues and reinforces the charade that he's the strongest in the universe which is a total crowd pleaser. They're all going, it. they're eating this up.
1: I loved it too. I thought that was great.
0: And then the one, I thought that this was a funny touch too. the one piece and Tariko characters that were in the crowd, like look at the camera and they're trying to figure out what kind of punchline this is. Like, they're like, what, w- what is this Satan guy? Yeah. <laughs> like they don't know who he is, <laughs> even though everybody else in the show apparently does. Um, so the meat gets shown it's got this diamond bone with all sorts of sparkles. Uh, and it must be a freaking giant cow, this thing, because this t- hunk of meat is like dinosaur-sized. Yeah, it's massive. And Mr. Satan decides to share it with all the competitors, um, at least the ones that mattered anyway, or the ones that survived the giant ant lane at the beginning. And then uh, Chief Mansum, to end this episode, uh, kind of talks to himself, and he says, thanks to these guys, we were able to lure that thing out. And there's this ominous shadow emerging from the depths of the sea just off of the island. Uh, it's like and
1: large pufferfish shadow is what it looks like.
0: I have in my notes, actually. I said that's clearly a whale lord. Uh, so we, <laughs> nice. we now have our fourth crossover. Uh, but that's the end of the first of the two episodes, Toriko episode 99. So let's hop into uh, One Piece episode 590, which is called History Ultimate Collaboration, The Glutton of the Sea.
1: Yeah, and something I kind of noticed between these two episodes is that the animation style didn't seem to change at all. Like, all I I expected when I sat down to watch this that the Tariko episode would have more of maybe its animators and the way that they draw these characters. But then when you go into the second episode that's under the One Piece title, nothing seemed to really change. I was actually really shocked by that. It had to have been the same studio that did both episodes.
0: There is a a still of Goku in this episode that I'm going to send you in chat when we get there. That's the weirdest I've ever looked Goku... Uh, i've ever seen goku look in an official anything
1: was it the one with him standing next to luffy and toriko because i remember there being one still shot that i was like oh that looks like it was more one piece influence than anything else
0: it's like a close-up shot of just goku's face that happens when the fish attacks gohan i think Huh? maybe he was concerned for once yeah no it's just uh, it's it's off uh It's off house style somehow. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but maybe the two of us looking at it can put it into words because we're an audio podcast. I'll share it to the Twitter when this episode goes live. But yeah, I was just like, that looks, it just looks weird. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we start this episode off with everybody eating the meal that was made out of the giant decorative, uh, or that was made from the giant juice cattle meat. Uh, It's been made into a bunch of different meals. They're eating it inside of these giant decorative fish heads that are built into the side of a cliff. And this is where all of the, Protagonists respond to the food in a very interesting way. So Luffy is excited about meat. Goku is just excited about food. Less specific. He does not care. Uh, and then Tariko is uh, he's excited about specifically the carrot juice cattle. So it's just like they all are appreciating the same thing, but for very very different reasons, you know, totally. Goku's the most basic of them all, he's just like, oh, something to put inside of my cavernous stomach and Tariko's <laughs> like, this is the best food ever, and Luffy's just like, it's meat <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, there's also uh, I think it's this One Piece character that's like, I don't even know what his name is, he's like a mech guy or something, or a robot, oh, that's Frankie Frankie, that's yeah. a, yeah, One Piece yeah.
0: yeah.
1: He he's talking about how he doesn't really like meat, he prefers cola, so Boo just turns his entire meal into a bunch of Cokes, it's pretty cool yeah uh which so the whole boo thing in this i find interesting because in dbz canon boo lives with satan and you know satan is like very aware of what is happening with the saiyans and the fact that there are these powerful people that can use their key but in this he seems to be completely oblivious to that so like who's boo hanging out with like who did he come with you know what i mean <sighs>
0: I don't know. Not to Pro- I just mean, I, poke too many holes, but it was just one of those yeah. moments
1: where I was like, he's there. I like that he's there. I just don't know that it makes sense given the way that they're treating Satan in this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Satan, even, even when he is aware of the powers of everybody, he still plays the part to—he's uh, the face yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, to the rest of the world. Um, but in later stuff in Dragon Ball Z and maybe in some of the movies, he's like, I, I know that y'all are the real movers and shakers and doers and saviors, and so he's like throwing them parties and stuff like that. But <laughs> yep, yep. uh but yeah, I do I do think that he he realizes that there's this this unique position that he feels. It even comes in like canonically significant in the boo saga when Vegeta's like Talking to everybody on the earth through King Kai, and he's like, Hey, you sons of bitches, put your hands up in the air. <laughs> yeah. And nobody does it. And then Mr. Satan does it, who just happened like when he ends up on the planet of the Kai's for this last battle, we're like, what in the world is he doing there? And then this is why. It's because he steps up to the plate for the world and he's that recognizable voice. And he's like, Hey, this is Mr. Satan, the world champion. Put your hands up in the air, and then everybody listens. Yeah, so he he's yeah. got this like unique role and i feel like uh i mean he's a much better actor than he is martial artist on, oh totally. in the world well and i know? love
1: the idea too that like he himself would realize that like okay cool so goku and his crew they're powerful they definitely have stuff going on but then he would see like one piece and tariko and be like oh it's a bunch of tricks <laughs> you know right. like like oh the, it can't quite any in any realm be similar to what's actually happening over here with these other guys you know
0: yeah, Tariko at one point is explaining to everybody that it isn't, the juice cattle doesn't just taste good because of the meat, it tastes good because we can all eat it together, all. Oh. Yeah. So he's like, when everyone eats together, it tastes way, way better. Yeah, and then it's Goku,
1: great, because Satan just says the same thing. He's just like- Yeah, he tries to spin it as his own. <laughs> yeah, and someone calls him out, I think maybe one of the chefs, he's just like, yeah, that's literally what Toriko said, you idiot. Yeah, I
0: think it's Komatsu. Who, <laughs> I think it that that line must be something that Tariko says regularly in the show it felt cuz I think it gets repeated a little bit later on yeah, too. Yeah. Um but yeah so the chief mansum guy is standing that's the drunk bottle cap headed dude.
1: IGO announcer. I mean, that's what I called him in my notes. Yeah.
0: Um, he's standing on an adjacent platform and he knows what's coming. He doesn't want to be near when it does. I think that's why he's kind of separated himself totally. from all the strong people. But Robin, Piccolo, and Coco want to know what he's up to. It's like they're suspicious. Yeah,
1: they're just like, dude, we can tell, like, there's some ulterior motive here. Why did you hold this tournament? And he's just straight up with them. He's like, Yeah, you're right. There was definitely something going on. Um, I wanted to capture or bring forth something they refer to as Okami, who is the the Gormand of the deep sea. And like right on time, this thing comes out of nowhere and it's this little tiny puffer like fish that just pops up right behind Goku and Goku's like oh cute little fishy what's this and Toriko is just like oh no no no." like all the Toriko characters like this is bad like this guy has the appetite of the sea you know there there's nothing he won't just devour like this is bad news and Satan and uh, Usopp from One Piece are just like oh you know it'll be fine leave it to us and and they they kind of start to go near it and it bears its teeth and scoops them up and just drains them and like Gohan tries to interact. Or not interact, but like just, you know, get in between and save them. And it also drains Gohan. So it's explained that it basically eats their power and then grows from that. And we are also told that they basically have 30 minutes to find the Akami creature and create an antidote from its body in order to rescue the people that it has poisoned because it is also not just draining them, but it's also poisoning them.
0: Yeah. So this is where we get the three way protagonist fist bump. Uh, and then pretty much everyone with power runs off to handle it, yep. except for eighteen. Yeah, eighteen's <laughs> yeah. just like, listen, I I came here for the bones, uh, so I'm sending you now this this still of Goku from this scene, uh, in the Skype chat, and it, I I think that it's because he just looks Dude, meatier. His like his, his face and his neck like are super three eating.
1: times the size of his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially like in current seasons like Goku is not drawn you know like his neck looked like this in OG Dragon Ball like season one of Dragon Ball Z maybe where he's like yeah. you know basically a freaking powerhouse bodybuilder Compared to now where he's like really thin and lanky looking and just kind of powers up or is well defined. But I think this is just a mixture of those two art styles.
0: Meathead Goku, man. It just looks weird. Um, But anyway, um, Setsuno explains. Oh, that's that's the poison stuff. So uh, Sonny and Sanji are working together and they get into a little bit of a back and forth. uh, A little a little spat uh, that uh, Akami interrupts. And uh, Sanji tries his Devil Leg technique, and then Sonny has to use a hairnet technique to keep him from being, I don't know, smacked into the ground. And then Piccolo comes out of nowhere and lands a kick that sends it flying, and and he disrobes, which you know, it's always cool. He's yeah, down to business. Man drops that weighted clothing. Yeah. And then the three actually pretty quickly coordinate an attack pretty well. Um, but they still end up grabbed and drained, having done nothing notable to Akami in the end. And uh, as Akami is absorbing. Uh, more and more significant sources of power. He continues to grow.
1: Yeah, and, and we we catch up with Goku, who is unable to sense uh, this creature's key at all. So he is totally lost on where this thing is at. Uh, yeah, I
0: I took issue with that too. It's like certainly Piccolo had his power level spike, and Goku would have sensed that. So at least if even if he didn't know where Akami was, he should have been able to sense that where Piccolo had just been. Yeah, and could have just instant transmissioned over there they'd be like oh no that's that's piccolo's key he's in a fight and and it'd over there but again i feel like they're constantly like tying his hands in this in this stuff
1: i agree yeah i I hadn't even really considered that but you're totally right um and then even more so like okay so if it's not piccolo they show him saying he can't sense the key but then we transition over to goten and trunks with brooks and a a tariko character uh, I didn't catch their name. Um, Coco Co- is it? Coco. So see, mm-hmm. you can tell who the good host of this podcast is. <laughs> uh, but but they're all trying to you know search for Akami as well. Brook immediately gets taken, uh, and then the other three try to put up a fight. Uh, but Coco is immediately taken out, and then you know Goten and Trunks fuse. So Gotenks is there, which Goku absolutely would have recognized. Uh, he would have yep. caught that. They're also kind of, if I remember correctly, in a weird area. Like aren't they like in a split sea area?
0: Uh yeah yeah the the setting for this scene is kind of like a a very exodusy like Red like, Sea almost yeah yeah um where I I think they describe it as waterfalls so I think that they're. Kind of on a path between two waterfalls, it's how it's kind of described, but it looks very much like they're walking on the dry seabed of a like ocean that has ocean. been split. Yeah, it's yeah. really
1: strange. Uh, but this is where Frankie shows up in like this massive mech, and
0: he Oh, this is great. I
1: actually really like this part, yeah, because he's he's in this huge mech and he's just like, oh, it's uh iron Frankie Shogun. It's time to stop this guy. And and so Akami reaches out to try to to leech off of him, but he can't because he's just attached to the mech. So he's like, hey, this is my job, you know, we we got this. But then he
0: leaves the mech? I don't know why. Because the... he's, he's doing his own like s- special super move, and apparently he has to be outside of the mech to do it.
1: Yeah, and so like th- he, he steps out, and the moment he does, Akami gets him. But what's yeah. great is the whole time, Gotenks is just like, this is freaking dope. Like Frankie is so cool. And then he gets drained, and Gotenks is just like, well, crap, that's okay. I got this. And so he does a super kamikaze ghost attack, which is like one of my favorite moves. I love that move. And uh, it does basically nothing because he starts to celebrate, thinking he's won, in Gotenks fashion, and he gets bitten and drained.
0: Yeah, yeah. He throws up peace signs, and even in English, he says the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, he he almost gets bit, and then, uh, but he arrests the teeth, and then he gets drained. And again, this is a lot of energy. Like Goten and Trunks aren't the tactic they at this point they aren't the tacticians, right? And so they they know that this thing is absorbing energy and they fuse, which like exponentially increases their energy, which means that Akami got way more energy from Gotenks than he it would have if it had just drained Trunks and also Goten. So they they make things worse, which is, you know, par for the course for them uh, at this stage in their life for the most part.
1: And I could be totally wrong here, but I feel like in DBZ canon, there is some credence to the idea that like if a character absorbs another character's power the folks that can read key are able to sense that person's key in another individual so like Goku should at this point be able to sense Piccolo and Gotenks power within a commie if anything you know what I mean yeah
0: yeah I see what you're saying
1: because I can't remember if it was boo that they ran into because I know boo absorbs people and then takes on their power but cell kind of does something similar so I can't remember who it was but I I swear I remember there being a, a a story arc where they are able to sense the key of others inside of a big villain. Cause he's absorbed them. Basically. I
0: think, I think that was a cell thing first where like cell was able to kind of cycle through his key and people could sense the differences. But it doesn't
1: help that he's cellularly part of some of these yeah. different characters. So like they could literally sense like, Oh, that's Piccolo's power. You know what I mean?
0: Right. They definitely recognized the techniques if they didn't, the, key itself. Yeah but, if, yeah. but I'm pretty sure if it wasn't true of Cell, it absolutely was true of Boo, um, who also took on physical characteristics like having Piccolo's big shoulder gears or Gohanski or whatever. Um, but also uh having the, cause those creatures at for for Boo, those people still existed inside, inside of, of him They it, were right. like encapsulated. Right.
1: Man, I hadn't even considered this until we just started talking about Boo. He could have totally have just turned a Kami into like a freaking chocolate. The whole time yeah <laughs> and then he could have eaten them and he would have been mega powerful or something
0: yeah that could have been interesting yeah, too it would have been a fun take plot twist that would have been the, a very comical ending to this uh they went for the flashy uh fan appeasing end to this but it would have been funny if you know the three protagonists are gassed and about to be defeated and then all of a sudden this pink beam hits a commie <laughs> and he turns into a giant chocolate and yeah boo eats it and just walks off without saying a single word that would have been fun <laughs>
1: yeah for sure uh but anyways back into these shows so um luffy we, we catch up with luffy or luffy gosh i'm gonna butcher his name people are gonna hate me after this uh <laughs> <laughs> that's why i haven't said his name a single time i don't You're think doing great. You're leaving it all. <laughs> although i think i would go with luffy, luffy. it's definitely luffy i mean i've watched the show i know it's luffy i just for some reason in my notes i keep reading luffy i don't know why <laughs> uh, but anyway so we catch up with Luffy, who is unable to find uh, Akami either, which makes sense. Like, he has no, uh, that I'm aware of, ability to sense other things. So I don't even know why they made a point of this. But Tariko seems to have this weird ability to smell him. Uh, w- okay, sure, fine. There's weird things happening with him that we don't understand from the show anyways. But the other yeah. funny thing to this is that now that creature is massive. So, like, there's no need to smell him. You just look around. Like,
0: he's yeah, ma- I, he's huge. I have in my notes, it says Tariko can smell it in, quote unquote, stumbles upon it yeah. <laughs> because it's freaking massive. It's, it's
1: literally massive. Uh, But Tariko goes into attack. Luffy joins and then Goku obviously joins as well. And uh is explaining that, like, this thing has finally reached its final form, that it, it can't get any more powerful. And uh, he says that, like, not only is it in its final form, but in this form, it's probably reached its best taste, too. So that's great. I think he's explaining that, like, at this point, this thing should have all the flavors of all seafood, basically. And
0: Yeah, this was kind of weird. So some of this exchange was kind of funny because Goku instant transmissions in, and one of the things that he says upon arriving is, uh, it seems kind of different to me now. I'm like, good Lord, he's oblivious. Um, but it's classic. It's classic Goku. Classic and confirmed. then Luffy says, does it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Toriko says this is the final form. It's about 100 times stronger than the middle form. But it's also a hundred times more delicious. And in my notes, it just says, how how does he or anyone know? Yeah, because it's not like, been captured before, right? Yeah, not that I don't think so. But I
1: mean, I'm guessing that this follows some sort of Tariko logic where like, surely these things, the cryptids is what I'll call them in this show that they're hunting.
0: That's a good word for me. Yeah. I like
1: it, right? So I'll allow it. I would assume that they also have... Like forms that maybe they can power up. So maybe there is some level of just like canonically, when things get more powerful in this world, they get tastier, I guess.
0: Hmm. I'll allow it until we learn otherwise by watching to Goku won't, so it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ruling stands.
0: <laughs> yeah, Goku does, he pulls the Gohan here. Gohan, who was like, don't worry, I'll beat it up. Goku says, I'm going to beat the crap out of this guy and then feed him to you. Yep. <laughs> And then all three are on the assault showcasing, showcasing various special moves. You get uh, Kamehameha again as if that's the only thing Goku could do uh, into the 36 uh, punch twin from Rico. Huh? It's
1: like the twin Kayugi punch.
0: Yeah. And then the gum gum elephant gun from uh, Luffy. And then surprisingly, uh, I didn't do uh, holler minutes for this, but Luffy does the majority of the screaming in these episodes. Like he does way more hollering than... Uh, than Goku does for sure in this episode. And then uh, they managed to win. Uh, So they say capturing complete, which I wonder again, if that's something that they say um, almost like a video game pop-up, like a a notification when you beat something in like a boss in a video game. Congratulations.
1: Totally. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Like I, I think I I even have in my notes here, something along the lines of like Q final fantasy seven winning music, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they can't find the body of this thing. There's just this giant crater. Um so they start looking through what they call a hole, but it's more like this this canyon that is deeply indented into the ground. Um but when they turn to look in there, this thing uh rises menacingly behind them. And now they're fighting the super big toru uh because and he and I just have my notes, okay, he grew again, but for having absorbed what exactly? Is the is the conceit that he absorbed their attacks or Goku's Kamehameha blast? Because he doesn't grab anybody. There's nobody else on the scene.
1: Yeah, I assumed he was absorbing the power of their attacks, obviously leaning more towards Goku since there's some key level there that we're aware of because I think Luffy's attack is purely physical. I don't think there's anything coming off of that. And I kind of assumed Toriko's attacks were physical as well, but maybe with was some sort of a weird... Key like element to them occasionally but from everything we've seen in this at least it feels like the other characters um you know arsenal are purely physical whereas we know with goku's there's this like uh would you say metaphysical is that how you would describe Key? maybe
0: uh yeah i was gonna say supernatural but that doesn't seem right yeah super i mean yeah, I
1: wouldn't use supernatural for key. Uh, but in, either way, yeah. So it, this thing has grown again, um, uh, which is funny because first off, like, how did Toriko know that this thing had a final form? Because I don't think they've encountered it. So clearly, we have not met final form yet. We don't know what that is, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> it's like Frieza all over again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's more forms, exactly.
1: Uh, but they continue to fight this thing. I mean, Goku goes in for another key blast, but while well, he's trying to do that, he gets like a key blast to the face. Uh, Toriko explains that like, Hey, he's just continuing to absorb our attacks and getting stronger. And it's just going to continue to grow until it absorbs literally everything. So the only way to beat this is with one massive attack so big, it can't absorb it because absorbing logic here, right? I guess there's a gate at which it can absorb things that Tariko's aware of. So yeah, Goku's like, all right, guys, cool deal. Give me a favor. I need you to go distract this thing for a little bit so I can summon power via the spirit ball which i love that we're getting another spirit ball to end this i totally like called it early on in the first uh first half of this episode i was like i bet i bet he's gonna use a spirit ball to beat this thing i just feel it felt it in my guts i was so happy to be right
0: yep and again it's one of those things where it's just like the the dragon ball z fan in me is going see goku can do this he just needs you guys to like slow him down a little bit but he's the one who's going to deal this decisive blow all by himself um Kind of. Yeah. I mean, he needs everybody to buy in, right? So um, so Goku is trying to manifest this spirit bomb, and he realizes that something strange is going on because it's not growing anymore, and it's because Akami is absorbing it. So this is where we finally get the explanation of his new growth. Um, it's like it, he doesn't have to necessarily, apparently, be in contact with the thing as it's been shown every other time, but he could just absorb it uh, just by being near it, I guess. Yeah. So uh, everyone on the island is asked to lift their hands and contribute more energy. So Tariko and Luffy both use the same super move that they've used this entire special. It's just like, they were like, okay, guys, we're going to have these guys fight themselves and then fight this beast two separate times. And in each one of these ones, I want the protagonist to use a super move, but just the one with no variations, except for Goku, who gets the spear bomb later. Um, Because it's again, like, just the number of punches for Tariko goes up. Luffy's still doing his third gear, presumably because that's the highest level that he has. Right. I thought he had higher um, than
1: that. Like even at the time that this was filmed, I thought, cause isn't he like in sixth gear or something now?
0: I have no idea. Okay. I do. I do know he goes beyond the third, third sure. gear, yeah. uh, but I don't know if he's there at episode 590. Um, because again, this 590 takes place. Well, this wasn't in, in the One Piece episode. Yeah,
1: I'm thinking because God, it's dude. It's weird to say this out loud. That was over ten years ago. Right. So right. yeah, I don't know between then and now. I'm sure he's gone past third gear. I mean, it would make sense that he didn't have it in this, but in my mind, I was like, no, no, no. He's definitely been there. But no, that was a decade ago. Never mind.
0: Yeah. Then Goku does eventually pop uh, Super Saiyan three, and then, um, but he also does. A, another kamehameha. So it's like the spirit bomb doesn't even do the thing. Yeah, it's like um, just
1: enough to help tip them over what they had previously. So
0: Yeah. So all three holler in turn as the kamehameha shoves the spirit bomb down Akami's throat causing it to explode. They're lucky this worked, oh, really, cuz they didn't know. Yeah, really. <laughs> um all three are gasped but they're smiling and they're just like, "Let's go eat." And then they uh there's a scene where they're chowing down on Akami Sanji gets into trouble with 18 for using the juice cattle's bones to make a stock. So there goes her prize money, question mark. Uh, Roshi remarks on a rump, and Tina, the reporter, thinks that he's talking about hers. But it could also be, because this is most of this is presented in stills, it could also be that he actually smacked her yeah. in the rump. Yeah, that's what by I was assuming, she walked by. Sure. And then, uh, again, we get this Tarika line. What's really delicious is everyone eating it together. So um, I just have my notes this has got to be Tariko's tiring catchphrase. Kind of like, I just want to make people smile from my hero. Sure, yeah. Um, still, no one knows where Zoro, Vegeta and Zebra are. They're off still fighting. <laughs> and I, that. I would, I would call it recycled footage, but uh, when we see it again, it's uh, Vegeta's not in Super Saiyan. Um, whereas he had popped Super Saiyan the first time that they showed this scene. So uh, maybe they just went in and recolored his hair, um, but that's it. That is the, uh, what was the full title of this thing again? Dream Nine, Toriko, and Dragon Ball, or er, and One and Piece, One Piece and Wizzies. Dragon Ball Super collaboration special with two exclamation yep, points. Yep, yep, you got it. It was fun. Um, we included this. I mean, literally in the, uh, in the the notes that we have for this, I wrote, uh, let's just throw this in here because it's got franchises that we're unfamiliar with, and it might be kind of fun. And it was like, I enjoyed watching these two episodes. I mean, it was only like 45 minutes total. Yeah,
1: I had a good time with it, too. I mean, I never would have gone out and uh, watched this if we hadn't been doing Kyo Cinema. So I was happy that you found it. I thought it was really cool. I had never heard of this before. I'd never heard of Trico before um and and admittedly like i asked a few of my personal friends that keep up with anime and read manga and stuff and none of them had heard of tariko either so it was kind of neat to just if anything like see this whole other franchise i guess i i do think i i'll say i don't know that i would go watch tariko um there seems to be to me like just the concept I don't want to say it's morbid, but it is kind of a funny concept that like the whole idea is that they're going and hunting these animals. And then at the end, they just eat them and they're stoked about it. Like, that's kind of funny to me <laughs> for some reason. Uh, but I like it. I mean, it kind of sounds like a neat concept. I just don't know that it's one that I would just go dive into. You know what I mean?
0: I it intrigued me. I think I might actually check out um, some episodes of Tariko. You have to report um, back I, to us.
1: Let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. I mean, here here's. The conundrum with that, though, is everybody in the Discord is trying to get me to watch like a half dozen other things um, that, are prob- that have had a larger impact on um, like the culture as far as like popularity goes. Yeah, none of
1: those things are nearly as cool as Tirico. Just go watch Tirico.
0: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> they're going to be salty if they're like, oh, Adkins, why are you watching Tirico and not fill in the blank with something that they've told me I need to watch? Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I, I, it's on my radar, um, if nothing else. It's on my radar in a way that it absolutely was not, you know, two weeks ago, um, outside of it being something that we were going to look, look at for Kyo Cinema in name only. Um, but the I think the concept is kind of interesting and uh, I don't know, could be could be kind of fun. It seemed very silly, like a little uh, maybe a little bit more Over the top, you know what I mean? Yeah, slapsticky. Then. um than Dragon Ball Z I, the was. The art
1: style reminds me of Jojo. I don't know if you ever watched it uh, does. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, but uh, yeah. something about like this, maybe the blocky, big kind of characteristics of some of those characters reminded me of Jojo.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. Let us know if uh, if you if you have already watched Tariko. What did you think? Um, why why haven't more people heard of it? Or, or are Adam and I just totally living under a rock when it comes to this particular thing? I mean, it was popular enough to transition from... Uh, manga form to anime form so there's something there i kind of had this
1: thought too like earlier you were mentioning that um it was really difficult to find the tariko episode but not the one piece episode and it made it had me thinking like the tariko folks were like holy cow guys like we've got goku and luffy in this like we have big characters in our show licensing for this is going to be crazy and the one piece guys were like i ah, will throw him a bone <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the dbz they didn't even mention it like it just did not come up anywhere in the dbz world so i don't even know why they included like there as far as i know i tried to do a little bit of looking up there's not a dbz episode that includes either of these characters this is all contained into toriko and one piece really so um yeah it was like dbz was just like who's luffy again and toriko
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think our or the Dragon Ball Z crossover stuff tends to be inside of Toriyama's oh, little bubble realm. of stuff, yeah. which is great. I mean, there's no licensing issues whatsoever. Right. It's just like, this is my stuff. I can do with it what I want. Yep. So, yeah, Arale's in Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super. Um, I think she's in an episode of Z, but I can't remember. I know she's in Super um, and definitely in at least one of the Dragon Ball movies um, because we covered it. Uh, Mystical Adventure, I think, is the one that she was in. Um, so we still want to rate this, even though, you know, a, a little different, um, content than we're used to, uh, we'll get back into the swing of the movies in a couple weeks time with, uh, resurrection F what we, but what was your, well, I was going
1: to ask you. So we normally use a uh, seven star rating, but in the heart yeah. of Tariqo, should we give it a capture give it a level? Capture yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> I don't know what One, the cap uh, okay, is. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, the cap, according to the wiki is a hundred oh, okay. or you can g- or, or uh, a Akami is a bunch of question marks. So we're back to just a simple, like, one out of 100 scale. Um, that's 101. it's uh, 101. 101?
1: Yeah, the kami, it has to be. Like, that's the next level, right?
0: Oh, I don't know. Every time that his capture level was presented, it was just three question marks on sure. it. Sure. But they captured him, so, so they, it's not impossible.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. okay, so if it's, if it's one out of 100, which realistically is one out of 10, right? We can boil it down to that. Um, sure, sure. I'd, I'd give that. this a 6, 6 out of 10. Like, it's fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it's yeah. missable, you know? Like, I I think you can go without watching it, especially if you have no interest in Toriko or One Piece. I don't know that it really has... Like, it's not DBZ or Dragon Ball heavy enough for me to be like, oh, you've got to check this out. Like, there's nothing that adds to the Dragon Ball mythos at all, in my opinion. Um, no. But, like, it was a lot of fun. So, like, if you're just wanting some Dragon Ball content and you're out of everything else and maybe you're waiting for Dima or whatever it is that's coming out, yeah, here's 45 Minutes. Go check it out. Uh, if you're big into One Piece, like, this seems like something that maybe has more Toriko stuff to it. Uh, so, like, yeah, solid 6, 6.5 out of 10, I'll give it, because um, it's a lot of fun, and I'm down with that.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a 65 out of 100, capture level 65. Yeah, um, yeah. In, in part, like you said, um, the draw to me wasn't any of the Dragon Ball stuff. In fact, most of the Dragon Ball stuff I found to be pretty frustrating. But um, it was fun, and it was fun going into it not knowing so much because it was like you. Go- I got to discover things about One Piece and about Toriko, and, and that process of discovery is really neat. Um, it, it's not something that, I, you know, I'm going to circle back to, but I will say that, uh, another neat element of it because of when we're watching it at, and, and especially with the massive bias, uh, that you and I have with regards to the three franchises represented in it is that if we get into Tariqo, if we get into One Piece and then we revisit this, I think that the episodes have a tremendous opportunity to grow and be even better. Um, so like for it to get to a 65 or a 60 based on the fact, uh, given that you and I only really know anything about a third of the characters in it, I think that's kind of an impressive. Oh, fact. I agree. Um, well, and, I mean- and so if we, if we know more about Toriko, one piece there, there are going to be more, more characters we see in the crowds, more understanding of, uh, certain interactions. Uh, and I think that that will elevate it even further. So there's room to grow for this in a way that most of the other movies, when you watch them and you have your impression, um, all the movies that we've talked about in Kaya you're kind of like, eh, no matter how many times i watch it, I'm probably going to feel exactly this about it. And this is one of those things where it's like, no, you know, I think there's some, some wiggle room. Yeah.
1: I totally agree. I mean, uh, the animation's really good. Uh, there's all of the characters there. So like, I want to use the term fan service, but I understand that in anime, that means something completely different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just mean that like they put a lot of really great nods to the different series in this one 45-minute clip. So like, if you like any one of these shows, you're going to have fun with it because there's probably a lot of stuff there, like little Easter eggs and things. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I totally would recommend it. If you're a fan of any of these three shows, go check it out. It's totally worth a watch.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to trust in your Google food to find it. Um, but it's, it was fun. And again, you can have fun watching it, even if you're only familiar with one third of the franchises, like we, our enjoy, uh, our enjoying of it is evidence of that. So if you are also really familiar with one piece, it feels like it would stand to reason that you would like even more of these episodes than, than Adam and I could, because we probably missed things, um, that, that you would pick up on and appreciate as the quote-unquote fan service aimed at that particular franchise one piece versus the stuff that we liked or didn't like because of the way that they handled dragon ball characters totally so it's a it's a neat little uh you know experiment for us in kyo cinema and we will uh we'll we'll jump right back into movies uh in in a couple weeks time with resurrection f i am super pumped about that i might might even start watching it tonight. yeah
1: it's worth i mean I think you and I could both agree that like we could probably watch Resurrection F five or six times between now and the time we sit down to record and not feel like that was a waste of time at all. That is it's just such a good movie. Yeah. Um so
0: I'm a big fan. Yeah,
1: me too. In fact the next three movies are all just like totally stellar, I think. Um, you know, I haven't watched superheroes since me and you saw it in theaters, so I'm excited to sit down to that one again. Actually, now that I think about it, I've not watched Broly or Superheroes more than once, so I'm looking forward to seeing both of those, because Resurrection F, I own. I watch that one occasionally. Like, I don't want to say, like, hey, it's my Friday night jam, but, like, I've definitely watched it a handful of times, Uh, but Broly and Superheroes, I saw them in theaters and haven't seen them since, so.
0: Wow. Yeah, you're in for treats, man. I've seen each of them probably. Well, Broly more than Superhero. I've seen Superhero maybe three times at home now. Um, Broly, I've probably watched twice that often. Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, and I'm uh, interested... I've, I've owned it since it came in out. And
1: watching it in the context of Kyo Cinema, because if you remember, I am not a huge fan of the original Broly movies. Um, and yeah. I remember liking this one more, so I'm interested in rewatching it from the context of, like, I'm sitting down to grade this movie. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I gave Broly 1 a 5.5 slash 6 because I was kind of on the fence. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I suspect that... Super here or Dragon Ball Super colon Broly is going to be one of my top rated, uh, out of out of all of it, and uh, that's that's quite a feat, I think. It, we're 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 living in peak Dragon Ball times right We really now. are. I mean, that's, yeah, that is that is not a stretch. To it's say. wild
1: how much of a resurgence it's made to me. Like I just feel like when I was a kid, you got beat up for liking Dragon Ball, and now if you don't like Dragon Ball, you're weird.
0: So <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, there were some people in the Discord smack talking dragon ball the other day ah,
1: there always is it's okay it's okay we forgive yeah. you
0: <laughs> we, we we love them it's it's a it's a safe place for everybody and their their hot takes including ones that we disagree yeah. with it's it's fun preferences it's fun. So, are
1: that right like there's there's yeah, so much yeah. stuff out there that i'm sure people watch that would be like you waste your time on
0: what <laughs> yeah so speaking of those social spaces find us on twitter at almighty pod uh visit the pin tweet there's a link to the discord join us in there um when you join you're going to be joining the back patio Networks Discord. Uh, space, yeah, and then you can uh, visit the channels on the left hand side. Find the Almighty Pod channel, uh, and uh, let us let us know that you're dropping in uh, and say yeah. hey, and we, we will converse with you. It's it's fun. We have uh, we're not as active on Twitter as we used to be. I used to do like trivia and stuff all the time, um, but uh, we are super active. The Discord's always yeah. popping. Huge shout so, out to
1: the BPN for still hosting it, even though we're not really yeah. affiliated with them anymore. <laughs> so, we appreciate yeah, it. Awesome, they're good folks over there.
0: Absolutely, but I think that's going to do it for Dream Nine, Toriko, and One Piece, and Dragon Ball Super collaboration special double exclamation points, and we will reconvene um, when Frieza is reassembled and reinvigorated in a couple weeks' time, rescued from the happiest of hills that anyone would ever uh, lay eyes on. Yeah, upon.
1: man, you know what's wild? I hadn't even considered the movies we're hitting are now canon like we used to do this whole thing where yep. it's like what if it was part of the tv show we don't have to do that with that's these true. it is <laughs> we could just yeah, talk I mean, about the differences of really...
0: anything yeah battle of gods uh really really started yeah that, that's trend. true
1: that's true man sorry um, not to continue but... the episode i just had a realization
0: <laughs> yeah no yeah no it's good yeah yeah uh again and just like with battle of gods i'm not going to go and rewatch all the super episodes and take notes about the differences We're just going to talk about the movies because that's what we set out to do in KC. Um, But that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing next. We'll see you for Resurrection Resurrection
1: F in a few weeks. Take it easy, everybody. Yeah.
0: See you guys.